This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Thank you for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're doing okay on Tuesday the 16th of February. I'm Oliver Kemp here for the rest of the week breaking down the stories, making headlines across Kent. First today, a woman who spent years in prison for her involvement in a murder has told us how a Kent charity has been a lifeline for her. 29-year-old Mundil Mahil was found guilty of GBH with intent after being involved in the death of Gagandip Singh in 2011. Now she's working as a trustee for Unlock, which is based in Maidstone, to help other people with criminal convictions to navigate their life. She spoke to our reporter Jamie Long and told him that even a simple Google search can cause people to make an early judgment. Things like, you know, vengeful, manipulative, deceitful, murderous, all of that comes up. And I was only 19 um, when I was arrested. And it's taken me a long time to come to terms with everything that's happened. Even though I had a prison sentence and, and I've served that prison sentence, that kind of feeling that you are not free still exists. I don't feel free to kind of walk down the shop without maybe being judged or the fear of being judged. That idea of psychological prison is partly as well the kind of complex and the tragic things that happened. Part of it is trying to unpack and really reflect why did this happen and what did that happen? And that for me has taken a long time to, you know, to kind of go through and understand. Was there something that you you noticed whilst in prison that made you think, you know, when I when I get out of prison, this is something that I want to do to help other people? Yeah, so the first night I actually spent in Holloway Prison, um, I just heard a woman wailing and crying and screaming. And, and I asked the um, prison officer, the guard, and I asked, well, why is she crying so loudly? And he said, oh, she's got schizophrenia. Um, he said that in such a kind of casual way, and it really shocked me that the kinds of women that are in, in here, they're in need of you know, support around their mental health. From people with ethnic um, minority backgrounds, I feel like there's a lot of an extra layer of shame or stigma to talk openly about having a conviction. Unlocking Maidstone deals quite heavily with, um, with sort of the stigma surrounding criminal convictions as well. Tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing with them. I actually um, first came across Unlock as a volunteer. When I came out of prison, I didn't know, you know what to do, where to go. So I was so excited when, when they accepted me as a volunteer. And I was answering telephone calls from people from prison, writing letters. And they were asking all sorts of questions like, how do I disclose, you know, I interview, I have a criminal record. How do I get insurance? Because no one's providing insurance because of my record. There are a lot of kind of everyday challenges and barriers that people face with convictions. A few years later, I'm now actually a trustee for Unlock. And I'm really proud to be part of that charity because of my own personal experiences of having a criminal record. For me, it's a lifeline. And I know it's a lifeline for many people with convictions. Figures show that 96% of women leaving prison had not found a job six weeks after release and 50% of those were not considered for employment. Mundil is now happily married and rebuilding her life despite both herself and her close-knit Medway family still receiving death threats a decade later. Kent Online News. 
Now, as we've heard over the past couple of days, the government are beginning to think about the easing of lockdown and opening the country back up again. And there are signs that the national lockdown has worked. Data released today by Public Health England shows Kent's weekly COVID-19 cases dropping to tier one levels. We haven't seen these kind of low figures since October. In the week ending February 10th, Kent and Medway saw 1,779 new cases. That's a drop from 3,208 the previous week. That's bringing the infection rate down to around 95 per 100,000 people. But scientists are still calling for social distancing measures to be kept in place for the foreseeable future, meaning it's unlikely we'll see a complete return to normality for some time yet. And as we think about what that means for all aspects of our lives, a Kent Academy boss has suggested marquees could be the answer to social distancing in classrooms when schools return. Steve Chalk is the founder of the Oasis Academy Trust, which runs schools in Gillingham and Sheppey. He says they need to be given proper details. If it's just a timetable, that's useless. What we need to do is know now what steps are going to be put in place so that we can open successfully, safely and keep all schools open. We need to vaccinate all school staff. And that's not a huge task. There are only a million school staff. So that's just over two days worth of vaccinating. No school was built double the size it needs to be just in case there was ever a worldwide pandemic that meant we had to socially distance. So you've got to deal with that somehow. And that could be done through a phased return of priority groups, hiring marquees. Government would need to put the money in, but it's not they're not very expensive, to erect in playgrounds and school playing fields because that way you create more space and good ventilation. And we're heading into spring and summer, and so temperature won't be a problem. The students were so cramped in, like sardines in a can, that you could no longer operate that year group. There just weren't enough staff to do it safely. So opening up is one thing. Sustaining that opening requires that you keep all staff healthy. We want schools to be open because we know every school thrives better amongst their peer group. They learn better. Their their mental health is in a better place. Socially and emotionally, they develop. And while most of us stick to the government's imposed lockdown rules, there are still those of us who are not. 74 people were fined for breaching COVID-19 restrictions at the weekend. This audio is taken from officers who approached a motorist with three friends in his car. None of them were wearing face masks and all lived at different addresses. Two in the back, one in the front. Yeah. Who are all these people? They all we live together. You all live together? Yes. So who are they to you? Huh? Who are they to you? They're my family, friends. What are you doing out at two in the morning? Well, my girlfriend, I picked her up. You're going to pick your girlfriend no, up? No, I picked her up just now. You've picked your girlfriend yeah. up? OK. Just now. So he's told me he lives in Maystone. Yeah. He's told me she lives in Chatham. He's told me she, he lives no, in Chatham. No, she lives in Chatham. Listen. Yeah. which is three different addresses, yeah. I appreciate you might live with him or her or him, yeah. but, but you're not reaching COVID because all four of you live at different addresses. I pick up my girlfriend. Yeah. I'm taking her with me. She's coming with me. It's Valentine's Day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not anymore. But you, yeah. don't, you don't live together. No, no, you don't. No. For all the most up-to-date information on COVID-19, make sure you head to kentonline.co.uk. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. In other news, officials are beginning their inspection of Napier Barracks in Folkestone today amid calls for it to be closed. 
They're visiting the military site to establish whether it's suitable to house 400 asylum seekers. Campaigns have protested over living conditions following an outbreak of coronavirus. And if you listened to the podcast yesterday, you will have heard calls for that closure of the site from Bridget Chapman of the Kent Refugee Action Network. Now Claire Mosley, who's the founder of the Care for Calais group, says the entire situation is unacceptable. There's so many issues. It starts with the conditions and the fact that it's not a great place to live, that you know it's cold, that the bathrooms aren't great, that there's no social distancing. Um, But it also comes on to the psychological aspect, the fact that they are traumatised, that they might have been through conflict. They've come here because they believe that the UK will help them. And they find themselves in this military setting and they don't understand. They think they might be in prison. And if they are somebody who might have been tortured in a prison or had a bad experience through conflict, the military setting can be very re-traumatising. There's been no uh, mental health support at all. It's been very, very difficult for them to access any medical help or dental treatment. Um, We've had people waiting for dental treatment for months, and that that means they're in pain. With no trauma counselling and no information, all the uncertainty that they've been under has caused a lot of stress for people. They don't know what's happening with their claims, and they've been given no information. And because they've got no information, they've been getting very, very um, upset and tense and traumatised. It's just a, a really bad situation, a real melting pot of bad things happening all at once to some people who are in a very vulnerable position and not mentally strong to help with that. This is essentially a refugee camp. Um, and the people who are running it should have humanitarian training because, you know, th- these aren't um, everyday people, if you like. They're people who are highly traumatised. They're people who've come from these terrible backgrounds. We've got survivors of torture in there. We've got people who have lost their families to conflict. Um, th- they need mental health support. They need care. And the people on that base aren't qualified to deal with that. They've had no training. Um, They're not following the humanitarian standards that UNHCR would put down for running a refugee camp. And essentially, that's what it is. It's a refugee camp, and it needs to be run in that way. Um, It would be great to see it being run by somebody like MSF or the Red Cross, I think, um, because it, it doesn't feel to me like the people who are running it have the right training and qualifications to be doing it. Kent Online News. Something heartwarming for you before we head to sport. A much-loved mum, Nan and Great Nan, who celebrated her 100th birthday yesterday, received almost 200 cards. Blanche Eldridge celebrated the monumental milestone at her home in Higham with messages from family, the Queen and even her favourite TV show, Bargain Hunt. Faced with mountains of kind words from well-wishers, the 100-year-old got a little bit emotional. What do you think... I don't know what to think. Is there anything you want to say? We're just grateful for everybody. Oh, Oh, Mum, don't. don't. I wish your dad was here. I'm sure he's looking down, Mum. I'm sure he's looking down and thinking, oh, this is so nice. I said you wouldn't have a quiet day and you couldn't do your washing, didn't I? That's why I said don't do your washing and don't and put your glad rags on. Well, look, I did. You weren't going anywhere, but... Oh, dear. I'm just overwhelmed. Isn't that lovely? Happy birthday to Blanche. A quick look at the football and Gillingham are back in League One action later, hoping for another big win that could get them on a run towards the playoffs. The Jills beat promotion chasing Charlton 3-2 last time out. Tonight they host third-placed Peterborough United at Priestfield. Speaking after their win at the weekend, boss Steve Evans told us he knows his former club will be tough to beat. Darren Ferguson said every resource possible given to us by the, by the chairman, but so did I, so there's no... 
there's no he did or he didn't, you know. Um, so that's a real. I've watched them. I watched them midweek, and I watched them for 45 minutes of the game last Saturday because we were training. By the time I got there, it was a bit later. But they're they're a top top side, top side. But you look at the bench, and it tells you what they're all about. They'll be up there. Charlton will be fighting for that top six for sure. Peter will fight for top two. They'll they'll look today and said the results are gone for the favourite because I understand Holland got beat. I understand that Doncaster have got beat up at Sunderland. So. Um, Lincoln have a lot of smile and down Vegas have a lot of smile too. But we've got we've got a lot of hard work to go, a lot of hard work to do. And what I believe is within the group we're capable. Uh, what what goes against us sometimes the lack of quality as we break into the squad further. And you can see today we, we come here and suddenly we've got no Graham and no Slasher in. I've got no doubt when our team sheet goes in, Lee Boyle's having a smile and a coffee. You know it's um, as as I would be if you come here and Stockley's not playing and. You know, Vostokarski's um, not playing. Good players. So we, we just have to work hard. We we know for us to beat Peter was going to take a monumental effort on Tuesday. But we'll, we'll have a game plan. We had a game plan to play today. We've done a lot of studying of the performance up at Rochdale. A member of the first team staff drove up to Rochdale and watched that performance. Some of the things that he's seen, we worked on and we got the benefits today. So we've also done that with Peter, but, so we, but we don't kill ourselves. That, you know, we've got two home games now at Priestfield in four or five days, Ben. You know, we've got Peter Benny to come, we've got Bristol Rovers coming too. Big, big purple clubs in League One with, with big purple resources. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. But you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.